0: everyone. Welcome to the Daily Attorney Podcast. I am your host, Marie Eve Nadine G. Baptiste. And today I have with you Jessica Bull Esquire, who is the founder and managing attorney of J. Bull Consulting Firm here in Maryland. Um, she has been, um, excuse me. She has agreed to sit with us today uh, just to talk about who she is and what she brings to the table. She understands that clients often want, you know, close contact with their attorney, right? And she is basically committed to providing that listening ear and to just be a consistent communicator with her clients. Um, in her practice on a daily basis, she works closely with her clients to develop practical solutions to ensure the best possible outcomes. Thank you, Attorney Bull, for being with us today. Um, Now, um, I know you've been on a couple of podcasts. I did a little bit of research, though. Oh,
1: you looked me up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I did. I did. I didn't want to kind of just come in, um, you know, blind. So let's get right to it. You know, why are you an attorney? Like, why did you decide to become an attorney?
1: (sighs) I think we all get that conversation talk. I think it was a culmination of things, of course, it's always the ill time. Well, you like to argue, so you should be a lawyer, right? I think you often get that as a young uh, young lady, um, as if there aren't other careers that you know value strong opinions and the ability right. to debate. Um, but I think, honestly, I, I kind of stuck with that. And then uh, as I went through college, I just always was like, I'm going to be an attorney. I'm going to be an attorney. Uh, I had no idea what it took to be an attorney. I think it was my junior year of college when I finally started looking into what it took to be an attorney. The only thing I knew for sure is that I didn't have to know math and I knew that I could take any major I wanted. And so I, I took those, that, those little nuggets and I ran with it. Um, But that's, you know, that's what motivated me. And of course, I think most attorneys who are millennials will say, uh, law and order, man. Like, who doesn't (laughs) love law and order? Oh, so good. It's so good. So I think that definitely was a huge motivation and being able to see litigation. But once I actually started participating in the process of meeting other attorneys, it became very clear that I had a skill set to be able to be very functioning in the career, not because I could argue, but honestly, because I enjoyed reading and writing. And that was something that was, that came very naturally to me. Um, And I liked that there were so many different options, right? Like the law is like one of the most fluid careers. You Mm -hmm. can be a business attorney and then be like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go with family law. Mm -hmm. And there's not like a lot of careers that can do that um, where you can shift your specialization you know, for after 10 years of doing one type of law, you're like, you know what? Criminal law sounds perfect. So right. I really, that was really attractive to me. And of course, money. Like, you know, everybody tells you you can make a lot of money being a, ter- let's just be candid. I was trying to figure out the best way to make the most amount of money with yeah. what I had. And math and science was not going to cut it. Doctor yeah. was not in my future. The PhD you know it wasn't in my future i was an arts major i did a presentation they were not impressed so it was you know it was the combination of multiple things throughout my life that led me to being a lawyer i know i it, i want to say it's like a divine but no no that wasn't what happened
0: you know what it's so funny that you say that you said so many awesome things um you know that i want to touch upon first of all there is a running joke for all the attorneys who happen to see this. There is a running joke that attorneys go to law school because we suck at math.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not saying it's not true, but it was uh-huh. true for me. <laughs> Listen, I,
0: I, I respect it as long as you're okay admitting it. Um, I don't suck at math, but I did not do, you know, my greatest grades did not come from algebra and geometry and all that right that was not my thing in fact i remember uh during my very scenic route through college um (laughs) i decided um to go ahead and just it's okay i see the pup um Your dog is like, no, 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 wait a minute. You're not going to have an episode without me, okay? No, I know. I'm so sorry. See, this is, this is why I have the show, right? It's to show that we are real human, right? And what better human thing than to have your dog just show up and make an appearance? If it's not the kids, it's the
1: dogs. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> She's seven months. She's like my little toddler. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I, I remember that one.
1: I remember that. She's Um, having a good time.
0: It's okay. Well, thank you for allowing her to make an appearance. Um, but you know, throughout my, my time, I remember taking an accounting class and I remember Mm -hmm. sitting there like, what, what is this? You know, like a different language to me. Right. And I just was not prepared to kind of sit down and and actually allow that kind of math in my head.
1: Um, 100%.
0: But speaking of Law & Order, so I'm a huge SBU fan. You too? Yes. (laughs) Olivia, get this every time. I was really upset when Detective Stabler left. I was so mad. But I was even happier when he came back. And he has his own show now. I don't remember Mm -hmm. which network. Um, But I need to watch that. He does a really, really good bad guy character. He was in a couple of movies that me and my mom um, watched and he was like totally bad guy. And I was like, whoa, I am here for this. Yes, he's multifaceted, yes. Very, very much so. Um, But another great thing that you touched on was the whole, you know, being able to kind of like catapult your career into a different trajectory whenever Mm -hmm. you felt like it, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, we're part of, you know, several Facebook groups. I don't know if you're part of the um, the babes group um, on Facebook, but you know, a lot of the attorneys they talk about, um, you know, just wanting something different and deciding, you know, maybe corporate law or, um, you know, medical law is just not something that they want to do, and so they change it. Um, so it's it's one of the great things that we do have that most people don't. Yeah, agreed. Um, so did you always um, kind of have that idea in your head that you wanted to focus on? So for those who don't know, can you kind of just list your uh, practice areas?
1: Okay. Yes. So I run a business and I say trademark uh, law firm. We cover business formations such as LLCs, partnerships, nonprofits, to contract negotiations, reviews, and drafting. We are in the IP field for trademarks, copyrights, um, of course, also defending and monetizing it. We're launching our licensing program this year to really help course creators monetize their intellectual property. And of course, we offer general counsel services, which is basically like Uh, attorney in your business for those weekly, monthly, day-to-day activities. Um, And we serve as in-house counsel for some of our clients as well.
0: So let me get this straight. You decided, I don't want to work on math. I want to go into one of the more, you know, definitely lucrative, but more complicated areas of law. No, I,
1: wow. So (laughs) I'm saying wow, because, okay. I did not, okay. I didn't know anything about like IP when I graduated law school. I I went to law school to be a prosecutor. I went to law school. Yes, I I said law and order, I meant that thing. Mm. Like Mm. I went to law school to be a prosecutor and upon graduation, I struggled for a bit, but I finally got a fellowship at the Office of Attorney General in DC. And I Mm. served as a juvenile prosecutor and then I served as an adult prosecutor within the District of Columbia. What happened was, mm-hmm. nobody wanted to give me a job. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So what people that.
1: don't always tell you is that if you don't, like law school, like law is very traditional. There's only mm-hmm. like, I would say about three paths you can take where people are going to guarantee you some type of work. Yeah. Obviously, I you know, I don't know if you guys are picking it up, but your girl wasn't like the most traditional attorney. So (laughs) I was like, I don't want to lose my soul, like I can't work for the big firms. Corporate tells you that you're gonna have a hard time finding a job for about five years. So I basically decided, I did some contract work, and I basically decided after working as a prosecutor. Um, I feel like I learned and I interacted with a lot of attorneys, and what I realized as a black woman is number one is that these people are not as competent or more competent than me. That's the first I thing I learned. I also worked with quite a few attorneys, white mm-hmm. and black, mainly white men. And they were out there and they were running their own firm. And let me tell you, I said, if they can do it, I a hundred percent can do it. Yeah. And yeah. so I basically developed my firm um, over time, I started out saying I wanted to do, like, a credit repair firm, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to do bankruptcy, and then I was like, no, I'm going to be a defense attorney. So this all happened within the space of about 72 hours. I finally landed on... <laughs> I thought you were going to say two weeks, three weeks, a year. <laughs> I finally landed on contract law, and then from there, I started just developing what I thought was interesting. And I got connected to other IP attorneys. I actually was able to get some continuing learning. I I involved myself in some courses. I self-taught myself, which is something that people don't tell you a lot of times. Like lawyers teach themselves a lot of stuff. So I taught myself and I launched Trademarks and Copyright. And as I've progressed in my firm, obviously I've got better at running a firm. And that's how I kind of figured and, you know, Once you get into business, um, I'm from a family of entrepreneurs, so Mm -hmm. I'm one of seven. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so my, there's nine of us and all of us have businesses. So between helping my family and helping my clients, it just became very natural to develop these different aspects of the business because this is what every business owner needs. Mm -hmm. If you're running a business, no matter what stage you are in, it just didn't make sense to me not to offer those services. Of -hmm. course, we're not going to do litigation. I'm saying, of course, but I'm not going to court for you. But everything else in the day-to-day, it just became very necessary. Um, And I also realized there was a huge need within my community to have someone who's kind of like a one-stop shop to help business owners understand the assets within their community beyond just products or services, but IP. And so it kind of became a necessity beyond just like you know, making money. I've changed a lot, but it became a necessity to be able to provide those services in a unique way to my clientele. And so that's why we included those different avenues.
0: And I, and I love that because that is in a sense of one-stop shop. And I think one of the things that, you know, at least I myself didn't understand when I was opening my law firm is the brand, right? Um, in your mind, you just say, oh, no, no, am I'm, I'm I'm the only attorney working here, but as you realize and as you get better and better at what you do, you start to develop your brand, and you realize, whoa, you know, this is a movement, this is a voice. I need to kind of like create my own lane. Um, yeah. So I think IP for um, small business owners is a huge thing, and I'm so glad, you know, that that you are sitting here with me today, because um, I only know one IP attorney. Her name is um, Dana Blue. Um, and she is not based, um, in Maryland, but I'm looking, I've been actually thinking and looking to do some different things with my business. So, you know, we'll talk about that off camera. Um, but you know, with that said, another thing that, that, you know, you ultimately touched on, I think that that's super important, um, is that, you know, when you decide, Hey, I don't want to do this side of the law anymore. You can pivot somewhere else. And I recently made that same pivot, right? So our firm focuses on three areas. It's family law, estates and trust, and tax. Um, mm-hmm. Recently, I have made a very smart decision of removing family law um, from that trifecta. Um, I think it takes a very special person to do family mm-hmm. law, and mm-hmm. I ain't that special. Not right? me. <laughs> <laughs> I am not that special. I'm special, but not that special. Um, so I made the decision to remove that. So it's wonderful now that I can focus on estates and trusts and tax, which I mm-hmm. think um, you know, kind of really, really go together. Um, in fact, you know, I'm um finishing up my LLM in taxation. Thank goodness mm-hmm. I have eight more days. We but, will need to talk. Girl, we need I to talk. It. Yes, I, I <laughs> you know, I've I've it's hilarious though. I tell the story, I turned a one year degree into a seven year con class. So that's enough. Yeah, girl. Another story for another day, but, uh, <laughs> but with that said, you know, it's, it's really, really great. And I'm so glad you said that because a lot of people listening do not understand how, you know, how we can just transform, you know, okay. as time requires it. Cause not everything is going to say, you know, static in the way that it is. So I think it's, it's really awesome. Um, now, I don't know about your background, but I am um, I am from Haiti. And oh, there are okay. only two, well, three paths you can take. Doctor, lawyer, nurse. That's <laughs> all right.
1: right. That's all yeah, right. Yeah,
0: yeah. So when you said, you know, I'm, I'm not destined to be a doctor, I just, inside, I just lit up. I was like, oh my gosh, this, this definitely sounds like an internal conversation. Because it was either... I told my mom. My mom's like, "Oh yeah, you could be a, a nurse." I was like, "Mom,
1: the the world doesn't need another Haitian nurse." Like, <laughs> it's, weird. Too, it's too many liquids for me coming out it's, of
0: body. Um, yeah, that too. See, I didn't <laughs> I didn't think that far. No, I, I thought think, I was like, I didn't think that far. I um, can't do it. <laughs> so, uh, my next question for you is, you know, what do you really value? Um, being an attorney, because I think we're in a wonderful position for our clients to know the law, to be able to provide resources and get them from A to Z. Um, and there's a lot of steps, you know, in between A to Z. So like, what, what part of being an attorney or being a business owner, that you know, you've come to
1: value over the years? That's such a good question. Um, <laughs> I would say, I would like, I almost want to break them up. I think one of the things that I value about being an attorney and being the kind of attorney that I am uh is i'm part of a very small part of a very niche field. Uh there's only what two like 2.8% of attorneys are black women. Um and I think that I, I was telling my mom, I was actually talking to her the other day, I was like, I am the dream that I was looking for. Right. I am a, a black woman who was an attorney. And I remember looking for us when I was mm-hmm. trying to figure out what it took to get to the goal, right? I think that the law school Getting to the attorney is very elusive. Um, attorneys are not very good at giving step by steps, even though like that's like our job to break things down. And and so I am so happy that I'm able to represent a group of women. Um, to inspire not just black women, but other women and girls of color who want to pursue this field and that they can stay uniquely themselves in doing so. I think that most people, when they think lawyer, they're not thinking, the, you know, the young girl with a nose ring and some dreadlocks are looking at the person with a black suit, you know, and the white thing, maybe little pearl, right? <laughs> Stuff like that, right? And that can be very isolating if you don't think you belong somewhere. So I think that's one of the, the most amazing things that I love about being an attorney, What I love about being a business owner is the, is the journey. I mean, there is nothing like running your own business that will teach you so much about yourself because you are the health of your business. And so I have learned so much about myself. I feel like I have become so much more powerful. (laughs) Like you really can't tell me I can't do something. Mm -hmm. Like I, when you make money, with your hands on your own, and you figure it out, and you Lunch, are- Blood, sweat, and tears. Yes, and you are a CEO, and you are hiring, and it's not just the service, because I think that the attorney part is can be easy, but they always say like, attorneys make terrible business owners, right? Because they are mm-hmm. so into the law, like building the processes, and being able to help other business owners realize that this is an option for them, that this is something that they can do. I love that about being a business owner. I also like being able to work wherever I want. Pick up the laptop and- go that
0: Um, to me is probably one of i don't know why my internet is acting funny but um gonna lose you When you go live and just keep flashing um but i i love it so being um i say brown right because there's so many different shades Yes.
1: yes that
0: you know, how many of us are just not in the field? I was just, I was floored, right? Um, And so I've always worked with that statistic in mind. Um, You know, like you said, less than 3% is African-American but less than 8% is Brown, you know? And we're talking, you know, People from all shades of life—that's scary. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: You know, so I I get calls a lot. I'm sure you do too, with clients. They're like, um, I I say to them, I'm like, oh, you know, how'd you find me? They said, oh, I just googled, you know, minority-owned firm. And I'm like, whoa, okay, okay. You know, I didn't even know that that was a thing that people, you know, was looking for. So I think it's very empowering for us to be in that position to kind of be a voice uh, for many, you know, young brown men and women who just you know, who may not believe that, you know, they can get to where we are. Um, And, you know, speaking of the whole like non-traditional look, I mean, I personally think you look fine, right? But I understand understand where you're coming from, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's, there is this idea, at least from what I've experienced, there is this Mm -hmm. idea of what an attorney should look like.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, um, when people see me and they talk to me, one of the things I get often I still don't understand is, oh, you don't act like an attorney. What does yeah. an attorney act like? You know, and and that, that kind of sucks that the public's perception is that attorneys are, you know, in a sense, um, kind of full of themselves, and they're not approachable and they're not um, very warm. Um, again, it's one hundred percent the reason why I started this podcast because I'm like, we are more than sitting at our desk, crunching numbers, reading books, doing this, doing that. Like we're just so much more than that, Yeah, um, you know? And I, I think, so that definitely segues me, um, you know, to, I guess my next question um, for you outside of the law, um, you know, what are your passions? Like, what do you like to do to kind of like give back to your community and, and so forth and so on?
1: Okay. Um... Well, one of the things that I really enjoy doing is hosting workshops. So usually throughout the year, I'll host free workshops, some of them such as like 10 Legal Mistakes that Entrepreneurs Make and How to Avoid Them, um, trademarking Your Business, things of that nature um, to educate um, my community. Some of the, one of the things that I found pretty often and like pretty like early on is the reason that attorneys aren't always used in brown businesses is not because there's not a use for them but there's a lack of there's a gap in education for entrepreneurs when it comes to legal services and what the role of an attorney is in your business I think most people think like attorney litigation right like they don't think like oh this person can help me like negotiate Mm -hmm. my contract with this like other company. Oh, my attorney can help me figure out how to monetize this speaking opportunity. Oh, my attorney can help me, you know, what to do with my course. Oh, someone is coming into my business. My attorney can help me hire and figure out what are some of the stipulations that need to be in this particular role or negotiate the salary for this particular person. And I think that um, education, um, I know that a lot of attorneys get frustrated with uh, people and potential clients, because they're like, of course I don't do that. But in my mind, I'm just like, but how would they know that? If you've never right. worked with an attorney, yep. attorneys are very cagey. Like we're not, if we kind of talk to each other a right. lot. So right. the workshops are a way to give back, um, provide information. Of course, like I'm very active on social media. Um, and of course it's like a good marketing strategy as well, but a lot, my heart is to educate. Anyone who knows me knows that I enjoy teaching and I enjoy educating for free time for myself. Um, Mm -hmm. You can catch me outside with this little critter. She is (laughs) my favorite pastime, 100%. um, Walking outside and just enjoying her. And then I also enjoy, I'm a very active colorist.
0: Um,
1: One of the things you learn quite early is that no matter what kind of law you practice, it's stressful. You're talking about people's lives in some kind of capacity. You're talking about doing it ethically and well and you need ways to decompress that aren't attached to a screen. So (laughs) um, if I'm inside, I really, I'm really into crafts now apparently Mm -hmm. and I enjoy doing painting and coloring and different things. As you can see some of my paintings in the background, like I enjoy kind of expressing my more creative side, something that I didn't know existed Before, but in the last couple of years, you know, I was like, I need something, something. We need to figure something out, and that's what I landed on, and I really enjoyed that. So that's some of the things that I do in my free time. Yeah, I love it. Um, for me, it's not arts and well, it's
0: crafts, but it's definitely not art. I am not Mm -hmm. a colorist. Um, (laughs) I can barely stay in between the lines. Um, I actually make you know bath and body products, and I've been making them for years. Um. Yeah, so I, I totally get, you know, needing to kind of get out and, and, and just take care of yourself. Um, but it's funny that you mentioned, you know, individuals who don't know what being an attorney uh, or rather what working with an attorney is like, and they automatically think that that person is um, supposed to be, you know, someone who's just like all about litigation and stuff like that. And I know the number one thing that people think of when they are, um, you know, working with attorneys is, oh my gosh, you know, my bill is going to be huge. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, they think that, you know, we are all about litigation and we're all about, you know, kind of creating that negative atmosphere and I'm not, you know, and and I I cannot speak for any other attorney, but I'm not, Um, so I totally, totally understand. Um, so with that says, like, how can, when, when clients need to look for you, like, how do they find you? Like, what's the, what's your go-to?
1: Social media. Most uh-huh. clients find me through social media. Um, I've been working on my SEO, but it's very competitive. It's really, really hard um, to build that type of like presence online mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, through Google because Google um funnels to who pays, basically. Mm -hmm. um, And so, you know, when you talk to other attorneys, they're like, referral. And I'm like, okay, but I've been practicing for like four years. What referrals, Mm -hmm. you know? So that the old way of getting clients is usually referrals. But I have found much success in using social media, figuring out how to utilize it and interacting. Um, I also just get into communities. I have found that's really effective in finding out what, my client's pain points are um, and communicating and providing feedback or information about it. Like, Hey, this is something you hadn't thought about and that has proven to be helpful as well. And kind of like bringing people in or even getting them to know, I think half the battle is just like, they have to know you exist. They have to know you exist. So if the, when the, something arises, they're able to come to you when they're ready, or if they have a issue, some people just don't even know, You exist. So half my battle, I would say, is just informing people, hey, I exist, and then educating them, like this is what I do and how I fit into what you're doing. So yeah, and and
0: that tagline of this is this is me, but this is who I this is what I do, right? Mm -hmm. Not this is who I am. It's it's what I do. And it's one of the things I think that um, you know, we don't do well, right? So when someone asks you, Oh, what kind of law do you, or what do you do? What kind of law do you practice? It's, Mm -hmm. I'm an IP attorney. No, it's, I help businesses secure their legacy through intellectual property, Mm blah, blah, blah. So those are one of the things that I kind of, um, I have a hard time with, right? Kind of like saying the tagline versus, oh, I'm Marie and I own a law firm. So it's like, okay, well, there's 50 other thousand, you know, People, <laughs> what makes you different? A hundred percent. Yeah, you know, and I think that um, that's a constantly evolving thing, right? It's yeah. what makes you different? How can you stand that? Like you said, there's so many attorneys on social media now. Some of us more more than others. Um, mm-hmm. Some of us prefer the more traditional, you know, let me go to in-person events and work with this person and do that. Um, yeah. I personally hate those things because mm-hmm. for me, they make me you know, I walk into a room and I see like 14 people standing. I'm like, oh my God, you know, like I'm in my head versus like you. I would rather be sitting in a room with 20 different individuals who know nothing about estate planning, nothing about probate, nothing about tax, and literally having a conversation with them about, you know, why working with you know an attorney it doesn't have to be me would actually be mm-hmm. beneficial for them yeah i i i love educating and i love being a student i am forever a student i know you yeah. might say the same thing um same
1: but <laughs> you same. know and i
0: think yeah i think that's important too um so you know before we close um what is one impact that you hope to have on your community as a business owner
1: uh One of the impacts that I hope to leave is the impact of possibility. I Mm. think that I share my story so candidly about building, growing and starting my business, not to minimize it, but to show that it's possible, right? I didn't go, I think oftentimes people, when they share their stories, it's so golden, It's like, yeah, I knew I was going to be a lawyer. And then my mentor walked me through the process. And, you know, I got this scholarship. And then I came out and I I clerked for this amazing judge. And then I got this six figure job. And I decided after making almost a million dollars, I wanted to start my own firm. So that's what (laughs) I did. And I took my startup money with me and my husband. And we saved $200,000 in our mortgage home while he worked part time. And I was able to build my business to a multi million dollar business in two years or less. That's amazing. Yeah. That is an amazing, amazing story. But I don't think that's as relatable as people think it is. And, and I so don't think I, it
0: helps people because when what you're doing is you're projecting the end result. You're not projecting yes. the, the sleepless nights, the many nights yes. where you cry thinking you're not going to make it right. Like all like the the hard stuff. You're not projecting
1: that. It's a lot of mind. It's a lot of heart. And it's a lot of courage to do and move through the world And to build something with your name on it. Mm -hmm. And so I think the thing that I would want to leave is the possibility. Like if you want to build something, if you want to create something, you don't have to be different or be anything that's not you. You can move forward and do it in any field, in any capacity, in any profession. You just have to want to put the work in. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to look like this. Yeah, but it's possible. It's possible. And I think once you start thinking things are possible and they're not just dreams, it's much more easier to go about achieving them. Because I think a lot of times we dream, but really you have to think something is possible for you to start the journey. So that's what I I would want to leave. I definitely agree. Jessica, thank you so
0: much for that. Um, I think that that's a wonderful, um, it's it's a wonderful insight to have. I I personally think, and you know, possibility is something that truly resonates with me. Yeah. Um, you know, in 2016, yeah, 2016. Um, you know, passed the bar exam, got wind of it in November. In December, I, I day after my mom's birthday, December 17th, I started my law firm. Wow. Um, like you, I made the decision that I wasn't going to wait for someone to give me an opportunity. I was going to create one myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had no money. I had zero dollars. Right. I think I had like a hundred dollars in my bank account. And I remember like waiting for Nissan to come get their car like things, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, just checking out the window to see if it's okay. Like, is it still there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, you know, just opening my firm and thinking to myself, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it with the best of my ability. And I'm going to see where I land. Um, my mom, actually, hey, mom, she's always watching. <laughs> she is such an amazing um, uh, influence on me. And I, I definitely want to dedicate my fifth episode in my fifth Aww. year of practice to my lovely mother um, who, you know, when I started this, gave me the money to get my trade name application, mm. right? Because I, I I was a sole prop. I had no money. So it was like, okay, it's just me. I'm the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she gave me uh, the money to, to get the trade name and... It's funny because earlier you said, oh, there was no divine anything, you know, that allowed me to kind of push forward. Um, But for me there, in a sense, there was. And I'm not gonna bore you with the story, but long story short, I named my law firm, the St. Eve Law Firm, to pay homage to my mom, the sacrifices that she made. And my name is Marie Eve. Um, Mm -hmm. My family is super religious, super Catholic. And um I kind of just you know wanted to kind of you know pay that homage um, to my mom who is all about um, you know divine intervention and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right. Um, so I'm in my fifth year. I'm doing my fifth episode with Jessica Bull, who talks about possibilities if her and I are not an indication of what hard work, sacrifice and uh, just being different and being yourself looks like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what is, right? Yeah. So with that said, thank you, Jessica. Thank you, mom. Thank you, everyone for believing in me. And I hope to have many more episodes to come. And with that, bye everyone. My name is Marie Eve, Jean Baptiste. I am the owner and CEO of the St. Eve Law Firm here in Towson, Maryland. And we've just ended a broadcast with my host, Ms. Jessica Bull. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.